Hello. DJ. Hey, how are you, man? Good, you're on. Cool, cool. Obviously. So what's up, brother? Thanks for uh thanks for doing this, man. Yeah, we've been trying to get this together for a while now. Having yeah. having occasional phone conversations where we discuss some pretty classic shit and say that would make a great podcast. That could be the cool a cool name for it. Classic shit. Classic shit works for me. <laughs> yeah, we've been talking about this now for how long? A while. Well, yeah, you, I went on your podcast a couple of years ago, but we didn't really, we weren't really discussing getting it going. I'd say for like at least the last six months, right? Maybe more. Yeah. You know, you know, it's crazy. I haven't, that was like crazy time doing that podcast because it was like exhausting. You know, like I, I was only doing it to try to keep myself busy during a uh, commute. Oh. I was but I, I keep thinking about it as I'm driving now, because I do a lot of driving for work. And I, the whole, the whole idea of it was to call out, um, you know, uh, cars that I see that had advertisements on it. And my, my whole thing was about mentioning them. And it was about driving traffic to your website, but I would have the celebrities in the car, the celebrity impersonations that I was I love doing. That. I love yeah. that. Great. That was so genius. It was it was exhausting though. It, I was driving from Pearl River to Morristown, New Jersey. So it was like an hour, ten hour minute, yeah, hour and ten minutes. And by the time I got to Morristown, as as it went on, I started filling up my car with more personalities. I became mentally exhausted. I was. <laughs> I <got> to, <laughs> That's I got, a job within it. That's a couple of jobs. The commute is a job within a job. Yeah. Oh man, it was it was crazy. It was. I was trying to test myself to see how I can bounce around from different characters, and it was funny because when you when you're talking sometimes to you know as yourself, I was myself in the car. I had Andy Garcia as my my co-host. And then we'd pick up different people in the in the and they'd be in the back seat. But what's that? Hello? I think I lost you there for a second. Yeah. DJ. Okay. I think I lost you there for a quick second. Yeah. Yeah, you back. Good. Yeah, but I was gonna say that's like I mean, if you get into something like that, probably the commute probably was like over before you yeah, knew it. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was interesting. But like, like weird. Like, yeah, your commute goes fast, but you're still mentally exhausted. It's like it's strange. It's just strange dynamic. Yeah, it was. It was really, um, like, it was like a test sometimes to see. Because sometimes I'd be having a conversation or talking about a topic, and then I wouldn't know I wouldn't know what to say anymore. I'd run out, you know, like because as I'm recording the podcast, and then I would switch a character, I'd switch into Andy Garcia, and he'd pick up right away. And we're having a conversation. Yeah, I really enjoyed Andy Garcia. He was one of my favorites. Why, thank you so much, Marty. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate you having me on your show. 
Mr. Garcia, now during your commute to Morristown, do you remember any of the billboard activities? Does any of it come back to memory? Ironically, we weren't looking at billboards. We were looking at cars and, and cars that were wrapped with advertisements, and we would call them out and talk about those uh, businesses, maybe plug their their, uh, their phone number. And it, we, I never even noticed the billboards. So um, it was a different type of show. But now maybe I would like to do that, go around and talking about the billboards since Dan is working for the uh, for Outfront Media now. Mr. Garcia, you know, you just you remind me so much of Dan's Puerto Rican it's uncles. Right. I, yeah, I mean, it's uncanny. I mean, the way you say, Donnie. I mean, it's like, oh, my God. I, I feel like I'm talking to Dan's well, uncle, I, George. Well, I, uh, you know, I never had the pleasure of meeting uh, his uncles, but maybe one day, one day. I, I'm not Puerto Rican, as you know. Well, any any time you want to come to the backyard for some empanadillas and some oh, bats, that sounds like a fun time. That sounds like a fun time. I would love to do that, but I have to get or just eat some of the monster tomatoes out of the chief's garden. I'm aware of these so record breaking uh, tomatoes and also the corn stalks that the man had. I heard that the garden was actually bigger than the property that he had. <laughs> the the garden was a large percentage of the landscape, but it was the pride and joy of Chief Milan. He didn't want to cut the grass, so he just continued to grow the garden and make it wider and bigger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, that's fun. we got to get we got to get the chief on here. This would be, he would be a great guest for you. Oh, that that would be unbelievable for us. <laughs> this is our show. Oh man, do I remember those days back in the day, man? I I think of those, you know, like it's like when you're young, you know. We obviously had so much fun with uh, those barbecues and all the characters that were there, like the the Yugoslavian uncles and the Puerto Ricans. Well, I think your exposure, you know, to the accents of your uncles. I mean, it's obviously just where it comes. Yeah, from. I think so. I think that was a big part of th those barbecues were insane. They were insane. They were so much fun. Like they were two different cultures clashing together and they all had fun. I mean, maybe that's the one good thing that uh, alcohol did it made all these people not kill each other. They were just singing songs. Well, it was, so it was a social lubricant. It was just like everybody in it. Let's just get fucking crazy. <laughs> it was great. They were singing, you know, uncle Moncho would wheel in his speakers. Right, his three foot speakers ready to take over. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome, man. Yeah, it was great. That was great. But you think about that, like when we were in it being so young, you know, you never think, oh my God, years from now, I'll be doing a podcast with Marty talking about this. <laughs> Well, that, that's just crazy. Like, imagine if we could have videotaped back then. We could be watching video. That would blow us away. But, like, oh, let's watch some of those video clips of Muncho and Chaco and George cooking and grilling and pounding <laughs> back. Well, Muncho had the, uh, the, the Puerto Ricans brought in, like, the, the Budweiser nips, you know, the little tiny cans they had. 
and the Serbians <laughs> had all the Becks and the moonshine. They had this moonshine called Slivovitz. Remember that? Oh, I remember the bottom of the picture. Your dad, I, that that was like paint oh, remover. It was yeah. unbelievable. Uh, I couldn't handle it. I remember I would do. I did it on Christmas one time. He gave me a shot, my dad, and then all of a sudden my face looked like I would. I rubbed like grape jelly all over my face. I broke out into hives. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he was always like, "It's good. It cleans out the entire system for you." <laughs> yeah, it tests yeah, like he's a doctor. it all. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it was like on the holidays, like the secret weapon came out, like, and there was like a picture of like some Russian guy on it. It was like Dostoevsky on the uh, painted on the bottle. I was like, this is some like paint remover, <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, it was like paint remover. Do you do you remember like um? The neighbor down the street. Remember Mirko Marat? Remember him? Of course. Do you remember his course. father? Yeah, he big big yeah, boozer. He, I, think, I believe he passed away. Yeah. Oh really? But he. I remember one time when he came to uh, the barbecue. Now he's Croatian. These guys were all Serbian. My family's Serbian, so you know they they have their all their conflicts. And you know my my father and uh, his brothers they don't. Well, you're you. If you recall, I I recall giving you the nickname Serbian Ice. Yes, I, I, I think that was like mid nineties. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I think about that now and how you know I still like to do my freestyle when I'm in the car and I and I reflect to the Serbian Ice name sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember one time when he came to the the, the party, the bar, barbecue. And he had this T-shirt on that said Croatian number one. And these guys didn't care. These guys were just looking to get drunk and, you know, whatever. They're laughing. But and I, I had this earring, like the hoop earring. Remember that hoop earring I had in my... Of well, course. He... You're Gerardo. <laughs> Don't say that. But he, but he was like drunk. Uh, Merkel's father. I forget his first name. But he was like kind of like, you know pissed off about the earring and like he was poking it and I remember like my aunt sitting there my aunt Bula and she was just like like staring like whoa like almost like so uncomfortable that somebody was was doing this to me like provoking me and then I'll, slowly I look up and I see like all the Serbian uncles all around just eating their cigarettes not even saying anything <laughs> you know, you know? And and then, but the, so nothing, nothing happened there. But like uh, the the poor, I think my father like tried to you know calm him down, pull him away. But he ended up walking home. It's like a half a mile away from our house. Yeah, yeah, it's a little. And bit he of fell because he was so bombed, and he broke he broke oh, all sh- his teeth on the on the. Oh, yeah. fuck. That's so that's so Eastern European. Like, go to, go to a barbecue and break your teeth. <laughs> I know. Come on. I know. It's so true. <laughs> go to a barbecue and break all of your teeth. So <laughs> like, let's go have yeah. some fun. What's our fucking teeth? It's got to happen at least once in your life, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> So that's that's uh, one of the memories I have from uh, those incredible barbecues that we had, man. Those are wild. Right across yeah. the street. Right across the street from you. 
It was a huge carnival. Yeah. Carnival. It was like you, you just cross the street and you enter a brand new dimension. <laughs> a <and> dimension. <laughs> just, just start destroying bats. You get the, the cooking, the music. It's like right across the street. Yeah. New world. Seriously. Walk through that wooden fence and you enter a brand <laughs> new world of all these characters and you're going to get bombed. Yeah, that's cool, it. man. You know, so like it's a, that's a thing in life, right? You, we're there, you know, we, 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 I must be taking something for granted right now, too, right? Like all we do, I feel like, you know, sometimes we go through this life and we, we complain a lot more than we should, you know, I do anyway. But like when you look back, you're like, God, if I could just go back to that time for a day, how cool would, how much would you enjoy that moment? You know, those good times, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what's crazy about having stuff on video. It's so much more real, like the memories, but I'm going to find out in the future. I'm going to find out if there's some video, there has to be some video that my mother has. There has to be, I'm going to find out. Could you imagine? Because I, I vaguely remember something that we saw of. Uh, like that would just be oh gold. Oh, God, I know. I know. <laughs> to see all that. that, that I, I know that there is. I'm going to find out from my mother. We should get her on the show, too. Yeah. Can we get your parents, too? I would love to talk to you, sure. Ann and Bob. Mike. Would Mike do it? Mike probably won't even do it. He would, but be, it would just be tricky getting him. I don't know what his schedule is like, but I'll, I'll mention it to him. He's got to plan ahead. You got to, you know, strategize, but we'll get him. That would so be what's great. Going on? So what's going on in your life right now? Um, I would say, I mean... Is the snows? Uh, um, there's no school today, so I sub. Oh, yeah. I I go in like three or four days a week. It's so easy, but I I, I love it because I just read all day and you know, I interact with the kids. I take attendance. I bullshit a little bit, but the the way school is now, there's not a lot of teaching. But it's classic. I go to South. I would feel stressed. I feel like a little kid. When That's I cool, go. man. That's really cool. You love it. Yeah, it's great. That's awesome. I love it. That's fantastic. Who would have thought, right? Oh, I wrote a book. I wrote a book, so I'm I'm going through that now. Like my buddy is helping me do a little preliminary editing, and uh, and I'm I'm reading about self publishing. And stuff like that. But it's weird because, like, I started right before New Year's. I just got up one morning and I started writing. And uh, and I wrote every day for a month for about two or three hours. And I wrote my whole story from the time of my accident in 2004 up till now. And I left a lot of shit out, but I got some basic stuff. I mean, I had, like, no no outline. I was just writing, and I would think about what I wrote and think about what I'd want to write. I'd think about it all day, and then I'd get up in the morning and spend, like, two or three hours just purging all these memories 
a lot of rehabs, a lot of psych wars, a lot, you know, a lot of struggles, but it's a good story. I mean, and go, basically going through life with a brain injury, struggling with alcohol and drugs. So it's interesting. And, you know, different girlfriends and relationships and rehabs and psych wars. And then I started getting thrown in jail. You know, and got an order of protection, started having me put in jail. So it's a lot of interesting stories. But I wrote, like, I, you know, it's weird because, like, I want to, you know, maybe contact an editor, a publisher. Like, I don't want to give up on it, but I just feel like I did it. Like, I set out and I was so focused for every day for a month writing for a couple hours. I was so into it. And I got to tell you, Dan, like, I kind of missed it. I loved it. I was on a mission. I was so engrossed in writing this story. And now that it's done, I'm like, I feel so, like, it's such an accomplishment. I concentrated and focused for hours a day, every day for a month, and wrote this whole story. Like, I, for years, I wanted to do something like that, but I never had the staying power to do it. But, but now that I have done that, I, I captured my story. It's there. It's not going anywhere. I wanted to, you know, maybe get it edited and maybe see if I get it published. But I feel like just having it done is such an accomplishment. Oh, my God, yeah. That's that's fantastic, man. Fantastic. And your story out there is going to help so many people, I think. You know, it, it's helped me. It's helped me. Like, it, it's it's just amazing. There's probably someone's going to – you never know what's going to happen from this, you know. And it's you, – you're doing it from pure passion. So it's not just about making money. You know, but sometimes when you do things from passion in your heart, that's when that money comes too. So you you may have a movie done. You know, it, it may be incredible what's going to happen from this. Just the fact that you started that, and you finished it. That that's that's the whole thing to me. Just that I did it. Like I like a couple of my friends have read it and they're like, "This is great." Like. I don't even care. I mean, I won't say I don't care at all, but like being getting notoriety and having, you know, all this accolades and fame or anything like that, like that's attractive, of course, but just getting it done. And I have a few friends who've read it who have said it's good. Like, I feel good. Like, I'm so proud that I did it. Like anything extra that comes is going to be just that. It's going to be extra. The job has been done. I did what I didn't think I could do. And just the fact that I got it done, I feel like I climbed a mountain just with that. Anything else is, is gravy. I, I hope, you know, people want to read it and it gets attention. That would be great. That's fantastic, man. That is so cool, bro. I, that's that's an inspiration for so many people right there. Just the fact that you did something like that, you know, and I just think it's going to be great. I can't wait to, to read the whole thing, man. It's going to be a, that's going to be a great read for sure, for sure. Yeah, that's something a couple of my friends say. They said they were motivated to do something. Just the fact that I wrote my story and I pounded it out. 
Like, I didn't even tell anybody. I, you were like one of the only guys I told I was doing it. And I did it quick. I, I mean, I wrote, it's, my friend said it takes 150 pages. I did it in a month. I just wrote it. And, and there was plenty of times when I was like, I feel like I should be writing now. But I was like, I'm going to wait. I got to marinate, think about where I wrote, think about where I want to write. And I would just get up every morning and write for a couple hours. And it came out. I mean, it's a lot. So I you're writing a on lot. That. So you, were you typing it out or writing it freehand? Typing oh. it. Wow. Yeah, that's the other thing. The iPad. Like, if I didn't have that tool, I went on my iPad, went on notes, and just started typing. I was like, "This is so easy." You- if it was a pain in the ass, like a typewriter or a, a laptop, it, it was just easy. Did to you have? Do. Uh, did you take any pictures of you by the? Uh, you know, by, while you're typing it or anything? <laughs> That'd be cool no. to see. You know, you in the middle of that. Uh, that whole. Well, I'd I'd like to continue to do it. That's another reason why I kind of hope people want to read this and it gets attention. It's because I loved writing. Like I was on a mission. I was engrossed. I was like, I was all in. I loved writing my story and reminiscing. It was like, it was like therapeutic. It was like cathartic going back over all this wild shit that happened and remembering it all and all the people I've met and come across and, and describing them and describing what the experiences were like. I That's loved beautiful, it. beautiful, bro. That is beautiful, man. I'm so fucking happy for you. I really am. That is the coolest thing. That's inspiring. Your whole story is inspiring. And the fact that you're writing like this is is inspiring. And like I said, you're going to be helping people, people to uh, to live a better life. And it's it's just it's a beautiful thing, man. So congratulations, bro. Congrats. Thank thank you, Mr. Garcia. uh, You know, no, thank you. Thank you, Marty. Miracle Marty, I like to call you. Mari, is it a Mari, Mr. Well, I heard Garcia? That's what Uncle Uncle Jorge calls you, Mari. He doesn't like to pronounce the T. <laughs> <laughs> this is great stuff, bro. Great stuff. But I'm gonna. I gotta jump now. I gotta. I gotta start to start the day working. But we gotta do this again. We gotta do this again. We should plan for, uh, you know, to get somebody on here, a, a guest. During the week, we'll plan something. Yeah, yeah. This is our first run. It's still yeah. brand new, but I thought Absolutely, it was great. man. This is great. Are you kidding me? Tuesday mornings, right? We'll, we'll target that, and then we'll see what happens. It's line up again. Yeah, guess. all right. We got it. We got it. We'll work on it. Well, I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you. Give me a call. You later. got it, bro. Thank you so much, man. Have a great day, Mr. Oh, Garcia. You too. Thank you so much, and God bless you. Hello, DJ Marty. What's up, buddy? What's going on, brother? How are you? Good, man. Good. Sorry, I was running a little bit late. No problem. So, go ahead. How you been? Good, good. I'm excited for episode two. Yeah, this is great. This is what it's about, right? Just, uh, just doing it, right? Yeah, I was thinking that uh, 
you know, I remember we had talked before we did our first one. Like, we wanted it to be good. We were nervous. It would suck, blah, blah, blah. And, like, after I'd listened to our first one, like, of course, I was a little disappointed. Thought it could have been better. But I was thinking that, uh, you know, the areas that in my mind were kind of lame are just areas of opportunity. Like, I, it gave me an idea of what I do want to do, you know, by not doing that first one. I, I know how to improve now, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I just say, I thought it was awesome. <laughs> I, I even got uh, Adam Moss contacted me. He listened to it. Did he contact you? Well, I've been playing chess with Moss Balls, but I, we didn't talk about the podcast. Now I will. I'm glad to hear that. I played chess yeah. from the other day. we got to have him on the uh, on the call. He'd be oh. great to have, too. Of remember course. Him? You can reminisce. Remember his dad taking him around to, like, every open gym possible in Rockland County? Yeah, I, I was reminiscing with Meyer. He used to... His dad used to drive those guys down to Harlem, just yeah. cruise around to parks and play pick, jump out of the car and play pickup in like Harlem. Yeah, like what a crew! It was like Michael Rappaport in uh, the movie uh, My Bodyguard, where Meyer would come out. You know? Yeah, right. He, he was uh, Lindemann. Lindemann. The... Yeah. <laughs> That's funny uh, because. Uh, uh, Moss is a great ball player. That guy, he improved so much back then. I remember because he was just playing all the time. He had such a, an incredible, like, crossover, that guy. Yeah, he was good. He was a smart player, too. Very effective on the hardwood. Yeah, yeah. Good ball player. Good guy. Good guy. It was cool that he reached out. He, he said he uh, loved listening to it. So, I, you know, I just, let's just keep going. It's just fun, you know? Absolutely. Uh I wanted to ask you, have you read any more of that book, The Happiness Hypothesis? Yeah, I keep chipping away at it. You know, I'm uh, I'm trying to get as many as many pages as I can a day. Do you it. like it? Do you like yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, oh my God! Yeah, it's it's incredible. The way that they go back into history and and, and just talking about the mind and yeah, that how, that, you know, that writer is awesome. He he wrote another book that like totally changed my. I mean, I love that book. Obviously, then I read another book, The Righteous Mind. You know why good people argue over politics and why it's so like divisive. It's such a good book. I mean, it talks about religion, philosophy, the political left, the right. It's it's great. That's awesome, man. That's great. Yeah, I, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. It's great to to have something, especially these days, to just flood the mind with good stuff. Yeah, know? yeah. I uh, so I was thinking about like it was great. Our first, where I felt like I dropped the ball a little bit was like when you kind of teed it up to talk about get a little deeper and I was going to say that's what I've always kind of admired about you like I would say like I don't like labels but they are obviously useful that's why they're so pervasive but I would say you're more of like an artist than like an intellectual however you do like to go a little deeper than the average bear as far as thinking and analyzing like human behavior and when you were saying how we a tendency to take things for granted, I thought 
I thought that that would have been a great opportunity to really delve into that. And I kind of dropped the ball. But uh, I was going to... Well, you're, huh? you're so hard on yourself. You're so hard on yourself. <laughs> so, but I, I, don't, I don't think you dropped the ball at all. Well, it's, it's not necessarily dropping the ball. It's just missed opportunity. Like, I don't think it was negative. Just it could have been an opportunity to really go to the next step. And that's what I always liked about you. That's why I like doing the podcast with you because you're not like dead weight. Like you like to talk about interesting shit and look behind the curtain and check under the hood. You don't just like leave things unexamined. Yeah, you know. Well, thank you. And I like the, with the voices and everything. Like people are, you know, they like this part of it. All the the entertainment part. It's interesting. But, like, you know, if it was just the voices, this is somewhere that something that I figured out about, I'm trying to figure out about myself. It's like it can't just be about the impersonation. Even if I get up there and I do, like, some a stand-up routine, like, it has to be me. I have to, I have to you know, show people myself and my thinking, and then the, the impersonations are, are a secondary part. Well, you know what? It's not like you say you have to. You don't have to, but when you do, you're going to make it so much more worthwhile and valuable. That, and the fact that you can do that is priceless. You can make it awesome. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm getting there. I'm definitely getting there. <laughs> it's funny. I was on a uh, – the, there's this app called Verb. Yeah. And this, uh, have you heard of it? No. So it's more of a voice app. Like you can contribute, you know, your thought real quick to someone's thought. And, you know, they get to hear your voice. You get to voice it out. And uh, it's really interesting. So I got this guy that came on to uh, my Fiverr. I guess he's the app developer. And he asked if I could go on it as Adam Sandler. Nice. So I went on, I put a picture of myself and, of Adam Sandler on it, and uh, and uh, then I started doing <laughs> doing it, and people thought it was is this the real Adam Sandler? And then from there, I got these guys that have a podcast in L.A. And so last night I was on their podcast talking to them for about I don't even know how long, but it was late because they're in L.A. And we got into conversations like deep stuff too. So. I love it, though. You have to. You have to talk about this stuff. Look at what everybody's going through in life, and it's it's not a all all fun and games. It's not all sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> no, I like that. I mean, I think I was thinking about uh, about <clears throat> the way you create, and I wanted to talk about that too. Like. When we were young, you used to draw cartoons, and I don't know how much you still do that, but that, that I mean, it, it would show your personality, like, how you just, like, enjoy life and express yourself through those cartoons and your art, and now, now it's with the voices, like, the creativity. I told you this, like, the brain of a creator is unique. In yours, I mean, between voices and cartoons, it's like, you haven't really, I mean, I know you, you and a lot of people feel more validated when you get big checks. 
like that somehow communicates to you that you're like more worthwhile. But I think like you are up there as far as creative individuals, like paychecks aside, like I don't know, like watching on TV, listening on radio, like I don't know people too many entertainers more creative than you, dude. Oh man, jeez, that's crazy, Mark. Well, I mean, you you can see you're starting to get traction now. You said the guy was like, "Is this the real Adam Sandler?" I remember when you left me a a a, a joke message that it was your uncle George. I had the same thing. I, it was like an acid flashback. <laughs> All of a sudden, I was like, "Wait a minute." Is this fucking George? <laughs> like, you can legitimately do that much of a mind fuck. Like, that's how. But that was actually George. I forwarded you that message of my actual, my Uncle George. <laughs> that's funny, though. That's great. But uh, that's, that's, that's great, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, you know what I'm going to do? I can't wait to play this over and over again every single morning just to hear this. <laughs> Yeah, it's like looking in the mirror, like, uh, you know. Uh, Did you hear that? What? Did we break up for a second? There was just an interruption. A call came in, but it's all good. It's all good. All right. Um, yeah, man. No, thank you for the words on that. I, I was always drawing as a kid. I loved it for some reason. I just, but we have, it's interesting because there are a lot of artists in my family on both sides, the Puerto Ricans and the Yugoslavians. You know, yeah, it's interesting if you know how that all works, but uh, the creativity I love as an artist, you want to show people what you have and see how it how it affects them, if it makes them smile or or, or, or think, you know, in, in a way. And I feel like that makes me feel good to see that I, I did something for somebody else, like for the voices on Fiverr. I love I love like reading the reviews. And again, that's probably like a, a mental thing for me, a selfish thing for me to be to feel good about it. But I love it when someone's like, "Oh my God!" When they're blown away and they they're so excited to to share it with their friend that they were getting it for. Well, that's but that's just part of the creative process. That's going to stimulate you to keep creating better and better. I mean, it's, it makes sense. It's motivation. Yeah, I love it. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. I love it so great but and you your your whole story i mean that's so inspiring how you came back you know from everything that you've been through and to see what you've been doing now man me and adam moss where we were texting about it we were just he was just like unbelievable you know how you're rocking life right now you know so congrats to you man yeah i just felt like when i was writing my story you know from 2004, when I came out of the coma until now, like, I just was on such a, a natural high writing. Like, I felt like I had such clear purpose and meaning. Like, I was like, I want to be a writer. Like, I love, but, you know, you only have, I only have, I can write the beginning of my story. But, like, I think the real interesting is, like, my life after my accident. I mean, my life up to my accident was, I guess, yeah, it's some interesting stuff. But I really wanted to get out my story of post. But I loved writing. Like, I feel a little bit of a letdown 
from that month when I was writing every day, I felt like I was like Rocky Balboa. I, I, I'm surprised I wasn't like cracking raw eggs and jump rope. And I was, I was exercising, but I loved it. That's great, dude. That's awesome. That's really great. That's inspiring, brother. Love it. Love it. Did you get a chance to watch that, uh, that thing on Netflix that I was telling you about? What was it? Obviously. The Game Changers? No. Well, this guy who's raising money up, uh, like a, a non-for-profit that's uh, going to buy, you know, do a billboard with me at Outfront, he was telling me about this thing. It's about, you know, proper diet and the myth behind, you know, eating meat. And- oh, you were telling me about vegan. I remember right. you were telling me about Conor McGregor with the steak. And Nate, right, and Nate Diaz, how Nate Diaz is totally vegan and, you know, how it gives you, how the, there's myths that you can't get the protein, the proper protein that you want. But they go through all of these professional athletes that have gone vegan or and you know people that have had disease and how incredible their life has changed how healthy so i'm like and then i saw another, he gave me another one to watch which is called um what the health and this one yeah. dives into some more scientific stuff and i'm like wow totally inspired so i'm like i'm thinking about trying it and like picking a date for myself you know to to really get healthy i'm getting older now i need to get healthy this is uh you know no, you were telling me this. You said you were gonna, you were gonna go vegan. It's a commitment, though. Yeah, I know. So I'm picking like a date. I'm gonna try to start this on uh, March first to, to really see what happens. You know, to really try to get committed and, and do it real. And I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep watching these things. I've watched the first one like three times. I just watched What the Health last night. I'm like, because there's something here too. You know, with with disease and everything. I was, you know, the whole MS thing. I was diagnosed with MS years ago. So, and they even talk about that in there. So, why not? Why not give that a shot, you know? Yeah, I think that sounds like a great idea. Yeah, so I'm, I'm you know, like, there's some life changes happening, you know? Good. Yeah, I think a lot of that stuff is, like, propaganda, like, with fossil fuels they made. People think nuclear energy, you were going to grow, like, a second nose in the third year, you know, they made nuclear energy out to be, you know, like the most dangerous thing in the world. So I could see like beef, you know, putting out propaganda that vegan is, you know, for women and men aren't real men. You can't get protein because any corporation with a lot of money, they can poison you know, the thinking of the public, we don't know the truth because we're bombarded with propaganda. Yeah, yeah. They, and then when they talk about Schwarzenegger talked about it, like how, um, you know, back in the day, there was all this marketing that, that and, and they showed commercials too, of like, you know, saying, be a man, you know, have, yeah. a burger, have a burger in your hand and this whole thing if you weren't eating meat you weren't a man it's wild right like how they can brainwash and influence um you know a whole culture a a whole target they could target somebody and say hey you know what let's get these guys to come in here feel this way and start eating meat it's wild but i mean i love a steak (laughs) 
You know, that's the thing, too. I yeah, love it's, it. it's not you too know? difficult because it does taste good. I mean, it's not too hard to appeal right. to our animal instincts. Like, we like it, but we don't know the truth because the propaganda just, like, brainwashes. Yeah, it's so true. And you got to watch it because they show exam- they show people. like, And then Schwarzenegger talks about it, how he was all into this. And then, that, then they show him, like, in shape now at his age. And how he went completely vegan. And I, it's funny to hear me talking about it because I never thought that I would even. We'll see. You know, I'm going to challenge myself and put a realistic date to start something here. And um, But I never thought I would well, ever. Well, it's like, even, I, you know, when I was younger, if I wanted to do something like that, if I couldn't do it perfect, I, I would get so down on myself. But, like, even if you take steps towards being vegan. If you're not perfect, you're still better off and healthier than you would be if you didn't try at all. Right. You're right. 100%, man. 100%. So and we'll if see. you start to feel some of the benefits, it'll encourage you to be more strict. Yeah. Totally. 100%. So, you know, I, I don't care if I... I just... You got to try. You know, everything in life, you have to try. Otherwise, you're just sitting there. And, and, and I, read, they, I, I listen to so much motivational stuff. It's so cool to hear, like, you know, these people inspiring you, saying, you know, if you're failing is okay. You just got to get out there and at least try something. Well, that's the thing. I'm reading a book, and it talks about innovation and technology. And the biggest driver of what you're saying, the biggest driver of innovation and new technology is trial and error. Not expert leadership that, like, you know, commands from the top down and doesn't make any mistakes and just, like, has, like, people want to think the experts have all the answers. But the bottom line is anything worthwhile comes from the bottom up, trial and error, and builds on other innovations and builds and borrows and tries and fails. And it just... It evolves over time. You just need time. That's what I like about this podcast. Like, even if I fall or you know, one of us falls on our face and says something stupid today, we hop back on next Tuesday. You know, we have the rest of our lives. Beautiful, man. That is, that's nice right there. That's, that's some stuff right there you just said. That's awesome. Awesome. Love it. So what's going on with the voices? Do you have anybody you you were saying somebody that guy uh, wanted to get you to do some uh, some of the voices? Maybe get paid a little bit. Oh, um, like the charity thing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're just trying to figure out the actual offerings because they have such a huge audience with. Uh, with these charities and if we're going to do like one of these recordings to offer it you know it's it can become overwhelming so they don't want me to get burnt out doing <laughs> doing it too you know so you know it's just it's we're in development and conversations about it right now you know and if it happens it happens but um you know right you're now you're ready you're ready dan jovan is ready to attack that's all we need to know you're ready <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to, to definitely try you know, like I, 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 it's basically what I've been doing now, where I haven't, I haven't really promoted it. You know, I've just been going through what Fiverr has been giving me, 
if people find me on their website. Yeah. So it's at a nice pace while I have a full-time job. So, you know, I, my, my full-time job I have to focus on too, you know. So, but whatever life brings, if it brings me some success there, why not? I'll take that and try to make something happen out of it, you know. And, and there in that world too, you're, with all of this stuff, it's making people feel happy. If you can make someone laugh, that's a, a great feeling. You know? Well, let me just say that one of the things I love about this anchor and this podcasting and this recording that just blows my mind, like everything we're saying is being recorded and saved. So I'm going to say right now, mark my words, you are going to blow up. And once you <laughs> once you get the ball rolling and the wheels are turning, it's just going to grow and grow and grow more characters, more voices, it's just, and they're going to get deep because you have a mind, one of the most creative minds of anybody I know, and it's just going to snowball. Wow, man. Hey, that's incredible. I'm going to um, order some coffee right now. Who should I order it as? You, I'm at McDonald's. Tony, what voice you want? Tony Monero. Hold on. waiting right now. All right, Tom. Good morning. Hello. Is anybody there? Any- Hello. Please go forward to the next speaker. Thanks. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Tom. How you doing? How you doing? Good morning. Can I help you? Yes. Good morning to you. I would like, you know, maybe a large coffee with, you know, you got any skim milk? <laughs> Because, you know, I'm going to go vegan soon. So, you know, skim milk will be very nice. <laughs> you got something else, man? You want sugar? No sugar. I'm going to diet. You want something else? No, that'll be all. Thank you so much. One nice coffee with me. That would be two or five. Java, please. All right. Thank you very much. Jeez. Thank you. <laughs> all right. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's crazy. I, uh... Hold on a second. Good morning. Good morning. How, how you doing? You having a nice day today? Thank you. God bless you. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to throw in a little, like, you know, maybe this Friday night we go dancing. <laughs> maybe right here. How you doing? Make sure you keep dancing, all right? All right. Take care. Nice. <laughs> you know, it's funny. A long time ago, me and uh, Rivera, when we would go out, um, like, you know, four in the morning, we were young kids hanging out, and uh, we'd end up coming to McDonald's. You know, but they're always getting rid of their burgers and stuff, you know, because of the next morning. Right. So on the speaker, I would be like, yeah, you know, I know you're going to get rid of your burgers and everything like that. Maybe, maybe you could give us... You know, maybe we could take those burgers off of your hand. And they gave us, like, like 20 burgers. <laughs> <laughs> the car smelled like, like McDonald's forever. Is that when Biblioteca was in Pearl River? I mean, in Piermont? Uh, actually, I forget if it was in Piermont. It was before that. We were young. We were young, hanging out. I mean, it was the days, days of rage. I was going to say rage. What about miracles? Oh, yeah, miracles. Man, I forgot. <laughs> Marty Miracle. No, that, that Miracles was 
with the cake. I, I was I was late for miracles. Like I was, I never really. I think I went to miracles one time, okay. but that was like a that was like the that was like the real first dance club out here in Rockland. Miracles, right? Yeah. That's great. You got a great memory. That's awesome. I remember Rage. I was so young. I know. Remember Meyer was at Rage dancing. Yeah. Yeah. That was good stuff. I think I got a little out of control. I kicked Bibliotech in the balls at Rage. <laughs> you had the Rage. I remember you dancing one time over there, like uh, right in the middle of the whole place, like, like with the hair down in your face, looking like you were Kurt Cobain or something. I vaguely remember something. I was like back that. in the nineties. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Rockland, baby. Rockland. Yeah, we used to play but, at Memorial Park in Spring Valley in the morning and then get some 40s and roll to Spring Valley at night to rage pregame with Meyer. Yeah, Meyer. And what a what an incredible athlete that dude was, man. Incredible. I mean, people, his name always comes up and we start having conversations about him, talking to Wally, and and he's just always, always just like, you know, because what a talented dude, you know, and and uh, he, any sport like that, he would just touch, and he was great at it. Pesky's like that, too, like he was, you know, but Meyer had something yeah, Pes- different. Yeah, Pesky man. was Mini Meyer. Yeah, yeah, Mini Meyer, Mini version of Meyer. They were boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were great. And they were so similar because they could just, like, watch ESPN all morning and all afternoon. They go grab a couple of 40s, you know, go down to the park to shoot jumpers. They were just like two peas in a pod. Yeah, yeah, man. Sick. Sick how some people just can pick up, like, a sport so naturally, you know. I was talking about this the other day about like how the mental, when you talk about the mind and life and, you know, back to making mistakes or whatever, but it, like in basketball, right, you find yourself when you're aiming, trying to make the shot, you end, you start missing like so much. But like when you, when you don't care and you get into that rhythm and you just start shooting and you don't have that fear or the idea of missing, that's when you hit the shot. It's incredible. Yeah, well, they call that the zone. I mean, I I watch uh, on YouTube, they have little shorts for, like, Taoism. They call it the flow. They talk about, they quote Bill Russell when, you know, he's saying there were times on the court where, like, things were just automatic. And, like, like you're saying, you just get in that zone, the flow. And that's, like, what, what Taoism tries to teach like effortless living it's called woo we like non-volition where you just let it happen i mean that's really one of the best ways to, to go through life i think when you when you're not trying to force things and let it happen and then you get yeah. you know but then i think i mean for myself then you start to have some things go wrong and it's really easy to get negative and then when you get negative, you're almost expecting things to go wrong. It's almost like the opposite of the zone is like 
the shit house where you're just expecting bad things to happen. So what happens? Bad things. And when you get in the zone, things are just effortlessly happening and you know you get momentum in either direction. Momentum is powerful. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and with it, I think we we like for me anyway, knowing that bad things are probably going to happen, or you know maybe not even say bad things. Say just say you know some bumps in the road here. Yeah, just he just not bumps, not good things, know? negative. Right, right. That you know, but you're going to get through it. And that's part of it. If it's part of it, like, again, bring it back to basketball. You may go down five, ten points, you know, and then all of a sudden, what, are you going to give up at that point? You can make that comeback and win that game with your team, you know. So people get down in life, too. And But this is where the mental health comes in, depression and all that. If you can battle out of that, that's the most important thing. You know, you get down a little bit, but don't let yourself get too down. I've done it. I've gotten I've gotten depressed, so I'm like, God, this is tough. Now I gotta, I gotta climb out of this hole because I really, I let it go a little bit too deep. Yeah, you know? I think when I was young, I mean, when I first got really depressed, I was, oh, I was like 20 years old, and it was like after having a life of 20 years when like shit was so easy, like good things would happen so easily that when a couple of bad things started to happen, I had no coping skills. I was just like, wait a minute. And I felt like, I remember I started to feel like any good thing that happened was a fluke. And like, I wasn't legitimate. And I got into a negative hole and it just got deeper and deeper because I had no coping skills. But now after having gone through depressions, and negative shit, I realize it's not complicated. When bad things happen, you got to dig your heels in and just try to turn it around one step at a time. Little, make little gains, little, little improvements, and it just compounds. But you got to dig your heels in and say, you know what? I got to turn this around. I'm not going to slide down. Absolutely, man. Yeah, and you know. You know, you've had uh, the demons come and try to take you down, and you've fought through. God. Yeah, God. and when you get it's into amazing. drinking and using drugs, that's a real slippery slope because, like, at first you feel so much better so quick, so fast. It feels almost like a magic trick, and you're like, this is all I got to do. And then that boomerangs on you and buries you, and the more and more you try – to get the old magic back, the deeper and deeper you're burying yourself. And when by the time you finally realize this shit ain't going to work, you buried yourself so deep that it's a hard climb. But it can be done. That's beautiful, man. Dick, you're going to be saving a lot of lives out there, man. They're inspiring people too, man. It's great. Keep sharing your story, brother. It's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. So how you doing? Good, man. But uh, I'm going to have to run again because i got to get on another call soon to start off. Yeah, I think it was, I think last week was good. It was definitely fun. But I, I, I feel like we did a little better this week. It's going to keep getting better and better. Yeah, let's go. Every We'll do this every Tuesday. And then uh, who knows? Maybe we'll... We'll pick up another day, see how it yeah. goes. Yeah, 
Sky's the limit. Love it, man. Thank you, bro. Thank you for inviting me. Have a great day, DJ. You too, brother. All right, later.